Well, 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 welcome back again to another episode of the Obehave podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Obehaveholzer, and today we're talking with my good friend, uh, Carl Felix. Carl and I go all the way back to junior school and known each other for years. We're both massive F1 fans. And the best part is uh, Carl supports Mercedes, I support Red Bull, Ferrari. And uh, so we tend to have quite a few heated debates this episode was recorded back in March, near the beginning of the Formula One season for this year in 2023. Uh, and we actually were watching free practice of the Saudi race. Now we set out to make this episode an hour, but we ended up talking for three hours. That's how passionate both of us are about this. So this is gonna be a two part series. The first part, we really talk about the start of the season and we dive in quite deep into the troubles that are plaguing Mercedes at the beginning of the season. Some of the troubles they fixed, but we'll see how the rest of it goes. Why not sit back, relax, have a listen to this, see what you think. See if Formula One's maybe for you. Part two will be dropping soon. And uh, I think there's going to be a few more episodes of uh, F1 Talk from Carlo and I. It was a lot of fun. I promise you, you're going to have a lot of fun. Not too geeky, but just geeky enough. Anyway, introducing my good friend, Kylo. Um, doesn't mean I'm not going to stop giving you shit about supporting Lewis Hamilton. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you yeah, talking yeah, about, bro? Yeah. I'm a Gunners fan. Are we here to speak football? Are we here to speak football, Rod? That's what we were talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, Chelsea, so, right? So, they're number one in the league. <laughs> we're winning. It's been the first time in about 18 years. Oh, amazing. Woo! Cool. <laughs> Podcast over. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm done. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw, throw the mic away. Let's go. <laughs> uh, correct. Because if we're talking uh, about Mercedes, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to come up. <laughs> come on, bro. Surely we can talk about McLaren. <laughs> especially with that hat and that shirt you used to... Especially the hat and the chair you're sitting on. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, literally, but I mean, I've got a hold of you. So you actually have to own half of this, bro. And I was like, but so I'm looking for a chair. What do you think? You're like, bud, you're going to be sitting in that thing like a lot of time. Brew invested a good one. I was like, shit, yes. bud, there's like noble chair. And you're like, yeah, it's a great brand, bud. And I was yeah. like, well, I found this one. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't take the branding, but that's a great chair. Woo! And so nice, I nice. I, I'm just saying, there, there was a, they do have a stormtroopers chair. You know, there, there's an option there. <laughs> there's varieties. I, I chose, I chose this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you chose your vice. Um, I, I chose it badly, it? apparently. <laughs> he chose. All of a sudden, the last oh, two years yeah. has been horrendous. <laughs> two years ago is a great choice. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, is, is this is this the big break in uh, the the podcast today? Is that ever since you bought this chair, Mercedes have suffered? I mean, the correlation is there. You, you know what I'm saying? Such a good point. Yes, it's bad. And I'll tell you, it's probably because this seat's more comfy than any of those two oaks, and I've stolen their comfort zone, bro. I think, I think it's also a bit more stable than the car. Jeez, like, now dude, that I feel oh it, my... I, I could probably put this down the road, and I think I'll actually be on better footing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, going to park the RD and rip it up with this noble chair, bro. There we, there we go, bro. I mean, listen... <laughs> Uh, bro. Oh, it's, shit. It's tough I think, I think you there. just get towed. Eh? It's tough. It's yeah, tough no. times. It's 
tough times at the moment at F1. I mean, even Angela's jumping shit, bro. When Angela jumps shit, you know that there's deep poo going on. I mean, that's oh, really, really the bottom of the bottom. Now? Jeez, I don't know. Well, Angela Cullen is gone. And I, oh, I don't know so, if you so, saw so, that. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So Angela Cullen's gone. And yep. I must be honest, I was looking and I was like, I actually don't know. Something must have happened because no one yep. on social media like Lewis and Angela are going to be like, oh, no, you know, hey, didn't really work out or whatever, but love you, look after yourself. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. going to do such a huge move, especially considering yeah, yeah. the role that she plays in his life, it would have been like in the beginning of the year kind of, oh, you know, it's my last year with her because she's heading off. Or it would somehow have been planned around like a midwinter season or an end of season. This is like yep. all of a sudden bombshell within sort of 24 hours. I'm like, no, no, no. Something is up. I mean, like, like like you said, like why not before the season started? You know, Correct. if if she's she's quote unquote chasing her dreams, um, why is it uh, not a case of like, okay, did she not know she had this dream before? Like, what's what's going totally. on here? And the point would then exactly no. as you say is we unlock what race two, so yeah, yeah. That onto, uh, there we go. I mean, why would she go on race two uh, and yep. go before race two? Okay, cool guys, I'm out, uh, but I'm yep. chasing my dream as you say, and it's like oh, thanks for everything. It's so like ah, uh-uh, something went wrong here. Like I yeah, don't know, it could be sort she... of an innocent thing in terms yep. of innocent in the sense of like Lewis, because Lewis is Lewis doing his thing, like. Hey, I think I need to change, you know, in my life in order to maybe reinvent myself or something. So yep. maybe it's best we kind of go ways because it would probably be good for me. It could be that. And the case yep. of, yes, it was amicable. Like she was like, no, no, I get you. And, you know, hey, I know you. And maybe that is good for you. So it could be as in there's not bad blood, but I don't know. Something definitely, it wasn't just this like, oh, no, hey, she's chasing a dream. And so now she's pulled the trigger. Yep. No, 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 no. No, but 100%. I, I'm dying to know. It will unfold. It's going to unfold. So it, it, gonna it, 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 it's going to. Uh, well, do you think after seven plus years with Lewis, she's the kind of person to uh, do a, a total book or like kind of you know? Because I'm sure she's seen some. She's seen some shit. She's heard some stuff. Um, and if she hasn't come out and said something recently or in any in those seven years. The chances of her doing it now, I don't know. It just it just feels like obviously from a from a spectator standpoint, it would be fucking amazing to hear the, the skinny. Because we all love oh, a good totally. skinny, right? Oh you know? definitely, bro. I mean, well, isn't that what Drive to Survivors taught us? Is it's all about the tea, bro. Hundred percent. It's no bro. more about the racing, bro. We want to hear the stories. Tell us the meat. It, <laughs> That's it's, it's, it, it's all about the tea and the fox smash. Don't you fox <laughs> smash my door? <laughs> I'm so. I, th- I think she'll write something. I mean, as you say, I think she's way too loyal to him to like yeah. kind of break details of things that she's seen. <laughs> Maybe 100%. done. Sorry, I apologize if you're watching, Andrew, but who knows? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I definitely think there's some saucy stories there. But uh, yeah, I don't think we'll ever see them, as you say, Ria. I think a loyalty after seven years is just too too strong. Um, yeah, unless she, get, she gets she gets she gets a couple million. I was gonna say, and if someone drops it on there, like, listen, we're literally gonna give you like twenty bar to just kind of spill some beans 
like okay well all of a sudden it looks kind of attractive to me because uh, yeah. i don't know what she earned as well i mean i assume she did good sheets um yeah yeah 100 um but sheets talk bro you know it is 100 for talk, money, money talks and whiskey walks right <laughs> exactly uh, that bro for, the, for those for those just joining the the the, the most intense yeah. intro we've had to the Obehave podcast welcome um we uh we're here with my boy uh carlo um we how, how do you want me to address you carlo felix um boy wonder um lewis hamilton number one super fan uh, uh, yeah lewis's boy lewis's fanboy or pref maybe even man boy i don't know really. no, yeah, no i'm yeah. joking let's 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 <laughs> go with uh let's go with carlo Carlo, yeah 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 <laughs> Um, then I can watch me on Warzone too, you know, of episode two, then they know where we're going with this. They're exactly, keeping up with exactly. me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Then you've got to uh, add the 009, bro. <laughs> Carlo 009. Isn't there an underscore in there somewhere? <laughs> Carlo underscore 009. There we go, there we go. Why? Because 007, 008 were taken? <laughs> I think I went 009 and it was like taken. I was like, what? Someone's taken it? I mean, I suppose it is kind of one, but I was like, 009 is really taken? Well, let me oh, underscore we... it. And that worked. I was like, okay, whatever, bro. There we go. I suppose there's that, that many people out there. That lawyer brain kicking in and you're looking for you a know, loophole bro. anyway you can, bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. I was just like, come on, but what would a lawyer do right now? Here to have an go. underscore right there. It's so oh, complicated. Sorry, I was stop you there. I think a lawyer would have sued the pants off whoever the fuck took 009 in no. the first place and be like, who the Where's fuck 009? are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's 009? I want to know about you, my bud. This isn't cool. <laughs> I'm Carlo 009, not you. There we go. So for for those for those uh, regular listeners to the podcast, this is going to be a slightly different one. Um, Carla and I are um, F one fans. Uh, super fan is a uh, probably a strong term. I'm going to try to stay away from for now. Uh, we are currently sitting watching FP two in in Saudi Arabia at the moment. Uh, Alonso topping the sheets by 0.189 seconds from Verstappen. Ooh, Paris. Um, Bro, uh, yeah, so it's there's gonna be a lot of like play by play, a few questions thrown in the mix, and uh, let's let's kind of see how this one pans out. Um, Carlo, uh, thank you, thank, thanks for coming, bro. Uh, you know, we I think we've t spoken about jumping on a Zoom call or something like that to, to, to watch an F1 race for a while now. Um, 100%, buddy. I, I don't, th I don't think two. Th 2001 would would have been the the best season to do that. <laughs> I was gonna say, bro. I think 2001 we kind of need to write off as it while everything was just turned into absolute mayhem. COVID sent us into mayhem. People weren't thinking straight. People <laughs> we all lost our minds. <laughs> Everyone was losing it. It was like zombie nation. I think we should just accept it as the apocalypse. Hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> that all being said, 2001 for me. Was I mean besides besides the the results of uh, Max winning um, as he should have um, uh, the the you the mean Michael Massey winning? Come on, bro. My <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, what I understand is officially it's now shared title. It's like, uh, hey, okay. you get half the cup and trophy, you get yes, half the trophy. Yes, so yes, yes. It's kind do, of a separation. Do, do, do they separate it like vertically down the middle, horizontally down the middle? That's actually then, a good point. I think if you had to, no, in fact, either way, you can't you'd do horizontal because then it. someone's always going to be a bottom. That's always so true, bro. I think you know if what you mean? go down, it's a it's a fair split. 
Correct. So correct. and you can hold it up. Each one gets a handle, bro. Yeah, and you have you can have a shoey in the other hand. Saying what's up, Danny? Because you haven't been give in a Danny, while. Give Danny a call out. I mean, hey, bud, you were nowhere and Jesus everywhere God. all at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, uh, I just want to point out Max just uh, topped the sheets by one point uh, one point eight nine splits of a second. Dior um, <laughs> and Hamilton, and let me see where's George. Oh man, it's a you're a good well, second it, off the it pace. Is, it must be comforting seeing Lewis go down a, a down a straight and not look like he's riding a bunking uh, bull. But I was going to say, I mean, like, obviously we're not in a good space. And I must be honest, I'm really, really, like, I think disappointed is a better word. It would be a bit harsh yep. to say, like, angry. Um, but I'm really just disappointed in the way that things have played out. Um you know, I would have thought that having learned the lesson, because I believe they had, they'd fixed the problem sort of from mid-half season last year, or at least two-thirds in, that the bouncing was now fully under control. I mean, look, you looked at Baku. I mean, they, of course, did their test because they had everything in. And, I mean, yep. he was going, Lewis was measured at like five to six Gs at times going down straights, which is, I mean, like we discussed at the time, yep. even seven we discussed, that's like a fighter pilot. I mean, yep. it is yep. insane yep. force and he's doing that. Um, but I mean, they then got to the stage where, you know, they sorted the problem out. And so yep. it's just frustrating because it's like, that's what Mercedes' big issue was. Of course, yep. with the zero side pods, let's not even talk about that. But I mean, that's I, what I, mean, I thought. I kind of well, want to talk about the zero, the zero concept side pods. Uh, but and Dude, I thought because... we'd sorted it out. And, and then I thought, well, winter, great. As in the biggest problem is not dealt yep. with. As well as let's go into the side pods of, yep. hey, we've learned that clearly the side pods aren't working because we've now fixed the bouncing and we're still yep. not quick. So, hey, we've brought in a couple and like Brazil was for Phenomenal. I mean, there they yeah, really yeah. did bring the heat. But I mean, again, it really was one phenomenal race. And other than that, there was not really much to speak of. Yes, Lewis came third a good few times and George also. But I mean, honestly, like third, when you're like really celebrating that, it gets disappointing from a, a Mercedes fan. I mean, I understand yep. swings and roundabouts. It's not all about winning, but, you know, the sort of yeah, but to, to fall from so grace long, like hey, that. To, to kind of fall from grace like that, I mean, uh, I need I need I need to check the older Google machine, but maybe you can correct me on this. It is Lewis's first season in F one that he hasn't won a race. Great. It is well, like, and not even yeah, that, he went that. an entire season without, without winning a race. Correct. Like that is huge. Um, it's you massive. Know? It's massive. I mean, last we, we, year. If you look at his, if you, and if you look at, I mean, the whole history of Lewis's career, I mean, there were many years, um, okay, I mean, the first two with McLaren, they were dominant, but I mean, after that, he really went into a slump, but still, he at least yep. won races. Last Correct. year, he did not win a race, and I mean, yep. I won't lie, I think he was on path to take Brazil. And then, of yep. course, it was the good old yep. usual rivalry that ended up with a good banging between him and Max. <laughs> that, like, and again, we won't say he's at fault, <laughs> but uh, a good banging there that kind of ended that dream. Um, I was chuffed for George. I mean, I, I really, yep. I believe George actually needed that to also kind of assert his place in the team, not just "Hey, I'm here for Lewis." It's like, "Hey, I'm here also to to compete and win." So I was chuffed yep. for him. But yeah, I mean. 
he didn't win a race and really the only one where he looked like he actually really could was brazil i mean yeah. silverstone was great he kind of came yeah. out in front of times and it was looking good yeah. but oh once they caught up it was just i mean it was a sitting duck type thing you're going come on he's literally being gained at half a second yeah it's it's just a matter of time and yeah, austin exactly. as well if i remember correctly yeah. austin, it was austin yeah he, he came out and he had a nice like nine second lead but oh max cleansed him within like 15 austin, laps 18 all- laps for two for two years in a row now, Austin has come down to like the last five or six laps. In two thousand one, um, the uh, Lewis was catching up with with Max in a huge way, and uh, the Minister of Defense, the Mexican Minister mm. of Defense, stepped in, and and also Ralph. Uh, sorry, I keep on wanting to say Ralph. Mick Schumacher Mick stepped in and <clears throat> gave Max that toe. The gave him DRS, and that saved his ass, bro. I mean, yeah. it was it was one of the it best races of the season, and we're talking about two thousand and one, a season filled with, I think, it, almost every single race except for Monaco, which is kind of par for the course for Monaco, um, was, was an epic race. Mm-hmm. Monaco you know, never uh, has an epic race. I mean, I, I I still my concept of Monaco is just mind blowing because it's it literally is undercutting or overcutting yep. type thing. That's that's all yep. it comes down to. It comes My down memory. to the guy who pits and comes out. Other than that, yep. Monaco is you go around the track. Yeah, Monaco, for me, the, the only memories I really have of Monaco are like heartbreak. The one that <laughs> comes to mind is um, uh, Danny Rick, uh, where he had that engine failure when he was about to win the Monaco Grand Prix for the first time, uh, which I think we, we all we all kind of know, kick-started mm-hmm. his, his move to Renault. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, uh, the, other two, the other two memories of Monaco... And they both kind of joined in. The first one is uh, Jaguar losing a diamond on the front of the car. And then Red Bull uh, ran a Star Wars livery for the Phantom Menace. And all the pit crew, the pit crew were were stormtroopers. And and this is the time when you had um, refuels. Yes, the yes, the yes, fuel yes. guy was Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, that's mad. Eh? I, I, Correct. I, I do I'm, actually remember that. Yes. Now that David Coulthard was racing for them, and uh, I can't remember who else. Um, but I was like, "Hey, these guys are pretty cool." I, yeah. I've been a, I've been a, I've been a long time uh, Ferrari fan. Um, my first kind of memories of of Formula One go back to about 1995. Uh, we were on a family holiday to um, to the US, and then afterwards we went to the UK. And we had, I remember having this opportunity to, to go to some F1 event in, in London. I think uh, the family friends we were there with went to Silverstone. And I was like, mm. oh, I don't want to go to that. That's freaking terrible. Like, fuck that. Da, da, da. And um, I remember my dad, like, tuning me off to was like, you missed out on a really cool opportunity. And I was like, fuck, okay, let me, let me see what this whole Ferrari thing is, like a Formula One thing is all about. Mm. And it was around about that time that I got into F1. And I was like, oh, wow, these guys are pretty, this is pretty cool. Uh, and then Schumacher came on the scene. And yeah, I was a Ferrari guy from then. That was um, dominant. So let's actually talk about that. So what did you just say? You're a Ferrari guy. When did you turn turn RV again? When did I that happen? What year was that? Yeah. I told, oh, I, 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 the I coincidence. The coincidences. I fully, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yes, here's, yes, here's, here's yes. the whole story. Tell us, so tell us Ferrari more. always my, my my main team, right, mm. for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Red Bull were my secondary team. 
and mm. uh, from the like Monaco Grand Prix. Mm. And uh, I loved Danny Rick when he was racing. Um, my thoughts on Max Verstappen we'll get into just now. But last year when Ferrari DNF'd, uh, sorry, uh, Rebel double DNF'd mm. at Bahrain, opening race of the season. I remember, mm. uh, or, was it, or was it after Saudi? I think no, no, Charles Leclerc course. won Saudi as well, right? Correct. Um, because they well, had another engine two. failure. Yeah. The Max had two engine failures, two DNFs. Correct. Like one after the other. There was a Correct. fuel line that was melting or something like that, right? Correct. Seems like an issue you should have picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have thanked uh, Newey. Newey, Adrian Newey, you listening? I hope so. <clears throat> hey, he's an uh, aero guy. He can, no, no, you know, no. uh, he's an aero he's guy. A, he's a genius, that I come. I'm, I'm oh, not even take that away absolutely. from him. I mean, that is a freak of nature. Oh, he's an absolute freaking nature, bro. Like he, he almost doesn't need CFD and and wind tunnel. That's why they they're laughing to the bank with that ten percent penalty. Yeah, like the, oh, the ten percent like, penalty. Well, we've got Adrian, so it's pretty chilled. We're good. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we, it's fine. We don't need any of this here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can we space bank us when he retires <laughs> yeah, and add yeah, like exactly five <laughs> percent over the next ten years? We good. Yeah. Haz, <laughs> do you want some air, uh, some uh, wind tunnel time? We got we got to sell. So um, I, I remember I remember WhatsApping solo um and saying said to him he's like i was like so rebel dnf eh? he's like yeah 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 i was like i know my boy shawl won but i don't get as excited when ferrari win as i do mm -hmm. when rebel win and yeah. that's when i was like you know what i'm a rebel fan and this is what I was saying to you earlier. I'm so upset. You because... said on the group as well. I must say. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it's because I kind of had a little poke at you. I was like, exactly. I'm a Ferrari fan, though, Bree. And, <laughs> and I must say, I, I hear you on that in terms of there just does come a time when you kind of, and it's not because your you team's losing. It's yep. just kind of like I don't feel the chess anymore because of, yep. and it could just be of like the eggs just keep dropping in the wall to the point where it's no longer fun watching. So I don't. I'm not like no longer attached to it or it's just a case of as you say yep. to the extent of when i watch i get a lot more guessed up when i yep. see max red bull whatever it may be and well then i know as you say i'm clearly yep. i've got that feeling and that's where that's where i lie um yeah 100%, and it's understandable dude. as well they they're a great team i mean you can't take that away from them and they they really are um i mean they, they do also have one of the coolest uh pit mechanics the guy with the dreadlocks yes um, <laughs> Although I think the I think it's the ginger from Aston that that gets me going more than anything. <laughs> that because when he gets so like excited, I'm like, yeah, oh my yeah, word, I'm he, so he scared. Looks like, uh, that guy from Game of Thrones, uh, Tomlin, yeah. uh, the, the, like, oh, like, 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 this guy belongs like, on oh, the wall. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. That's your poster boy. I do not know why you're using Alonzo. You need to put that on the poster. 100%. <laughs> the matter, Alonzo just gone second now, point, uh, 0.033, but he is on softs currently yeah, with uh, 37 and a half Ooh, minutes to go. Saying. Me, yeah. me, you're on Hamilton. Where's Russell? Oh, 11th, Lewis, 9th. Oof. Yeah, anyway, I must so, say, after the FP1, they said not so good. So, you know, not unexpected. Yeah. So, uh, I was I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed because I had placed an order with Fueler for mm. some Rebel gear that was ho I was hoping to come before we did this. But um, uh, I, I get the feeling we might do a couple more episodes like this. 
Um, oh, with the and, dodge. We got lots to talk and, about. Uh, I got, I got, I got my rebel hat, my victory T-shirt, and a little rebel hoodie. All on special, nice. of course. Uh, like I'm not paying full price. Uh, <laughs> you money. bought last year's. Last <laughs> yes, year's. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, it was an amazing special, bro. It was an amazing special. If great. I didn't have like 22 shirts and three jackets <laughs> and like four pairs of pants, I may have also bought it on sale. But kind of, I've become you know like the already I'm the about, right. Yeah, I've oh, become dude. like a walking Mercedes mechanic or sponsor. I don't know what you want to call it. My wife looks at me and like, uh, you literally just walk around in your Mercedes jacket. Don't you think she maybe change that up? Like, because we're going out on a nice night out. I'm like, but this looks kind of sweet. She's like, no, you've got stickers of sponsors all over here. Like, yeah, I want people to know my kids, kids, bro. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm rolling with it. Uh, this is our role. Oh, man. So, so when, when Audi come into the sport in 2026, are you going to buy a Merc? Yo, but eh? it's it's a tough one. Eh? I'm not gonna lie. When Arnie come out, and just the reality being is, I mean, I'm in the same camp as you, Dub Solo. Yeah. Um, is I mean, Arnie's my brand. That really is. I mean, I'm loyal to them. Love it. It's I could I would only ever drive an Arnie if I could. Um, yeah. Uh, and the point is, I'm pretty sure. I mean, 2026. If we look at it now, three years. Mm, Lewis may still be in the game and yep. uh, it really is I love Mercedes as a team I mean guys hate but I love Toto and Russell I really do love so but Audi I don't know just the prospect and idea of it does definitely get me going not okay I'm going to move over but I'm like yo yep. if they get like coming in and they hit this good kiss and it's a great just a great feeling in it I don't know I'm mm, but that's more because I'm so attracted to the brand of Audi whereas when it comes to Formula One, obviously, I mean, Mercedes is my team. So yeah, I, no, I no. don't think I'll move, but stranger <clears throat> things have happened. I mean, look at there Ferrari fans all over the world. <laughs> Especially those yeah. in Dubai. Dude, yeah, exactly. We, 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 follow, we follow winners here. All right? uh, <laughs> Correct, we follow, bro. We, back we follow winners. winners. Like, all we do is win, win, win. But, you know. Um, what, isn't it that so, some? So you're going you're gonna to like, hate the fact that. All I that do I, is win, win, win. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to hate the fact that I drive a 5 Series uh, BMW now. <laughs> but this is something, I don't know if we should be sharing this on the group, bro. <laughs> is there any way to turn off this podcast for a few minutes? <laughs> we may need a deafening silence for, for a, actually, let's just let it play out on the podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, but just to quickly go back to what you were saying um, around Monaco. What sticks out for me with Monaco is Sergio Perez on his last lap going for gold on it and Max chasing him. And yep. you'll remember that Sergio had the fastest lap at that point mm -hmm. in time. And Max was going like, I can better it. Yep. Uh, and of course, Sergio put the car into the wall as you were going around to hit the straight where you go through the tunnel and hit yep. the wall. And that was the end. It was then, I think, yeah, it was red flagged. Yeah, um, red there flag. Was no time to go out more. And Max had that, like, he said a comment, I forgot it was, but it was kind of like that feeling of, like, that's not cool type thing, as in, I'm not happy about that. And I remember because yeah. that then played out into the whole controversy around Brazil of, Correct. hey, Give 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 Sergio the place, and I mean, all very yeah. cryptic. We all kind of speculate, yeah. but he went, guys. I've already told you about this and spoken to you about this. It ain't happening, type of thing. It, you know, yeah. I'm putting it into a bit more harsh terms than it was. But he did say, yeah. like, 
we've already spoken about it. It ain't happening. And I was like, yep, oh, yep. and of course, the whole talk is around the, well, what happened was in Monaco, he believes he purposely did it to stop Max yep. from getting the first yep. grid because in Monaco, if you start first, you normally end first. Uh, and that all, and I was like, wow. And that was one of my biggest memories of, uh, of Monaco as well as I think it was 2021 when Max was chasing down Lewis and uh, it was, I think, the final lap, and he went through the tunnel, and you're like, I, I forgot what it's called, but you know, it's got that like kink in it as you go yep. out of the tunnel, and then it's got the, the kink, the, the and then you go, at the end of the, yeah, yeah, that chicane over there. And um, I remember that Max was hunting him so hard, and I mean, he did have him in his grasp, but he yep. just overcooked it because he was that keen and went over the chicane pretty much, Dude, and had to sort of, break. okay, I got to pull it back because I've gained a yep, place yep. here, type thing. And those are my two biggest memories, though. I'm like, oh my! It actually brought about a lot of controversy and, and built up because that was definitely. I'm sure there was 2021 where built up there even more and more the whole furore yeah. that, that played itself out that year. I mean, that that really was an incredible year. I mean, wow. No, 100. percent 2021 was. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I put it up there with the the Santa Prost. I was going to um, say the center Prost. Yeah, come, we we haven't had a fight like that in F one since since Senna and Prost because there were two two very talented drivers just literally hunting blood. Um, yeah, and you know, big mistakes on both 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 sides of the card. Um, you know, I don't want to like the Michael Massey thing. You know, we we all going to read it. Um, the you know one way or the other and. I, I can definitely hear the arguments for both sides. Um, of course, I'm fucking stoked that Max won. Um, you know, and of course, you you gutted that that Lewis didn't. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, this this is kind of you know brings me one of the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, mm. What what are your feelings about Liberty Media kind of taking over the sport? But, I mean, it's quite a difficult one because, I mean, really before that, I mean, the rights owner was Eccleston. And, yeah. I mean, I never enjoyed him, I must be honest. I mean, he kind of ran it like, uh, I hope there are no Russians watching this, but Putin Putin yeah. runs Russia. Um, so, I mean, that didn't work for me at all because I just didn't dig his vibe. But Liberty Media taking over in the way that it's gone, it definitely, it, it's concerning for me in the sense that it's the whole drive to survive, in my opinion, is yep. Formula One has just exploded into the spectacle and like drive to survive actually just epitomizes everything where it's that is actually the definition of what Liberty have brought into the sport, yep. which is it's now a spectacle on things. And again, I mean, in the end of the day, my feeling about the whole Max Liz 2021 Abu Dhabi and that whole saga is whoever crossed the line, they're the winner. If someone else cocked it up, why should Max kind of suffer for it or whatever it may be, similar to Lewis and, and so it goes on. Whether it's fair or not, well, I mean, life isn't fair, so that moves yep. on. But the point just being is but that's what I, it I, came I down that's, to. That's a, that's, a very, that's a very mature response. Yeah, uh, from from you, and I, I, I took my no, hat for you on that one. A year ago, a year ago, I, I, <laughs> I did say. not feel that way, <laughs> and I, I honestly do feel that way now. In terms yeah. of just, I mean, holding on to things like that just gets you nowhere. I, I really 100%. feel that way, but um, you know, the the 
frustrating thing about that for me, I think the most frustrating thing, even if you take away it all, is just this hype that was like from Toto, no, Michael, you can't do this. And Christian, like, no, you've got to let the guys race. And it exploded. And that's why even I look at Michael Massey and say, I actually feel for him too, because yep. the whole Formula One as a whole had just been turned into the spectacle of guys. It's like, I remember from, what was that movie, The Moulin Rouge, like spectacular, yeah. spectacular. That's what it was all about. It was all about the flash, all about the like excitement, the we've got to get the fans really going and yeah. buzzing. And, you know, we're in Abu Dhabi with the Bollywood lights, and it's just me and guys, we've got to. And, and that's what was the most frustrating thing of it all is because I think there were many people that fault, as I say, though, results aside it's just that it, it it the pressure had built up to that you know and yep. it's the same thing for me is that it's crept into the sport a lot more now since liberty have taken over it in fact it's exploded is that sort of that core feeling of formula one has disappeared a lot i mean everything's sensationalized uh you know you take 2021 abu dhabi that's an example but I mean, everything is sensationalized. Lewis will say one thing like, yeah, you know, I don't understand how he drives. And before you know it, there's a report of like, Lewis makes damning statement about Max and, you know, how shockingly he drives. And it's like all the Oak said was just, I'm not quite, I don't fully like agree or whatever. Like it's more a neutral comment, but a, hey, you know, him and I see things differently. And it's the same as yeah. Max, um, you know, in the heat of the moment when him and Lewis had that tussle, uh, and it was just so blown out. And the point is, it's just so driven on that versus yep. the the track has become, yes, the place we watch it and get excited about, but there's just so much beyond that, which is very so frustrating. Look, I mean, so I, I hear you and, 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 and to many, to many respects, I agree with you. I do agree mm. that Liberty have, have hyped up, uh, Formula One in a, in a huge way that will lend, lean itself. I mean, the, the fact that the team principals were able to directly communicate with the race director, I mean, that was just so fucking... Well. Whoever thought that idea was a good that idea can get fucking wrecked. And then to televise it. Now, don't get me wrong. At the time when they were televising it right up into that point, I thought, this is really cool. We get to get that kind of day-to-day -day rundown, you know, about Drive to Survive. Mm. I mean, the, about the sport. We love the sport. We read about it. We watch videos about it. I mean, we're sitting here, we've got the free practice going, we, we, we're doing this. The, the thing is, oh, I, I see think Russell just did go half a second behind. So that's at least, yeah, Russell's doing well. Hulkenberger once one point is up to fifth. Oh, I don't know. Let's just can't get it. But anyway, yeah. Is Russell on softs? Yeah. Everyone's on softs yeah, now. Except for Albon. Softs, yeah. But the thing is on the flip side, I think the fact that people are getting excited about the sport is a yeah. good thing. I think that it because it's becoming more of a spectacle in some ways we'll talk about yeah. Miami just now. Um <laughs> in some say. ways in some ways it's it a is, good is, thing. It's fantastic. You know, um tracks are are filling up to capacity for the first time in 15 years. TV rights uh, viewership is up over 150%. Um the the sport is becoming more mainstream to the US market, which is which is super important uh, from a monetary and a sustainability standpoint of, of keeping the sport running, not the, the greenness of it. Um, we, you know, so there's, I think there's a lot of positives that can be made for shows like Drive to Survive. Um, mm -hmm. 
but where when it starts to get um meet the kardashians meet uh toto and and and, and um uh i've forgotten his fucking name now um christian. mr halliwell um uh, christian horner christian horner you know mm. when they start to sensationalize the fights between christian and and toto and and start to really drive uh, a wedge between teams that can in itself become a dangerous thing on track that's where i kind of draw the line i think they've made liberty have made some great moves now let's let's make something very clear uh michael massey is employed by the fia uh he runs he works for the fia and the fia run, have the license if you will they they run, they run the sport right they kind of certify the sport yeah, they regulate. They're the regulatory body on it and everything. Yeah. So they have to carry a lot of blame. And, and anyone that's ever watched the Senna documentary, I don't, uh, mm. did I send it I to you? I did actually watch it. It was phenomenal. Bro, was really, you, you really look good. at the, the, the fuckery, for lack of a better word, mm. in the sport back then, you're like, what is going on? Um, yeah. They literally, they need to own the death of Senna in, in so many ways. Um, yeah. I but... Agree. I just think that <clears throat> Liberty coming in has definitely reinvigorated the sport. Uh, they, they hired Ross Braun, who is next to Adrian Newey, one of the smartest technician, uh, technical guys you will find in F1. Uh, mm. Him, Jean Todd, and Michael Schumacher built Ferrari's dominance. Mm. Um, and they created a culture in Ferrari that made mm. that dominance. Mm. One of the reasons that I've, I've stopped supporting or loving ferrari is that they feel like old ferrari in the sense of um we are italian we make the best cars in the world yeah. no one will tell us what to do um yeah. so it's like I, a pompous attitude around it correct backfires continuously there's that michael schumacher Every documentary time. and they they speak about it in a big way they're like jean todd ross braun and michael schumacher were a, a team in the sense of they, they, they put their heads together and say, this is the direction we're going to take the team, this is the direction we're going to take Ferrari, and that's it. Mm. So Ferrari, as a, as a company, couldn't afford to get rid of those three key players. It's one mm. thing to replace a driver, but now your, your CEO and your chief technical officer off the rip whilst you're winning, that's incredibly difficult. So I think they steered the ship a lot there. Liberty, yeah. Drive to Survive is one of my... My question's for you about your thoughts on Drive to Survive. And seasons one and two were phenomenal. I was going to say. And I, and I, and I think, saying. have you watched season five yet? Uh, uh, I'll tell you this. I refuse to watch season four or five. I just, I, I can't bring myself to it because of, I mean, uh, and I'll just quickly touch on that is, I mean, like I said, I mean, or you said earlier, is if we had done this in 2021, I think it would be slightly yeah. less a <laughs> sort of just chat about things and maybe quite yeah. a heated debate. Yeah. And the point just being is is when it came to season four and five and I saw the little bits and pieces around it, I was just like, oh, actually, it brings back these memories. And now that it's sensationalized, so I was just like, you know what, let me tap out rather. I actually, it's just so going to make it worse. So I don't want to go down that road. Here's the thing. The latest season, it is season five, right? Season five, yeah. Yeah. The, the latest season a week is, before is, or whatever. is like season one and two. 
Really? There's no, there's not a lot of sensationalism. Okay, there's the fight between um, Toto and 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 the rest of the 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 owner, the team principals. It's not really. It, it's honestly, it's a 15, 20 second uh, bit that happens, and that's what it. was that about again? He so he disagreed Toto with was complaining. Yeah, so it was all about the 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 bounce. So the yes. purpose thing that the cars were having. Right. Where he was, where he was saying that it's a serious health issue. Yeah, yeah he's saying oh, I have an, uh, I have a written document from Sergio Perez saying that you know he's he's worried for his life, and Christian's like, bring him in right now, and he he can tell you whether you're right or wrong because he's never expressed that to me. You know, it's bad with when the team principal of Williams was even criticizing Toto. Like, yeah, that was that just seemed a little bit for the cameras and this and that mm. um toto was under a lot of pressure let's let's be fair um yeah, i'm under no say, disillusions that toto's not going anywhere it, oh he's he wearing it hard it. um he, he he's a co-owner of uh, amg uh mercedes amg patronus is that yeah, the official he's, name he's, i think he's 50 percent owner he literally something like he, that so he, he ain't going statement. anywhere yeah. yeah. So this is not a this is not a man who's feared for his job, fearing for his job that's lashing out. He, this is a man that's frustrated, and he's invested. Um, I mean, he's invested. Huge. In, I think. I mean, his wealth is one thing, but I mean, he's more than wealthy enough without needing Mercedes AMG Petronas as part of his like portfolio, if you put it as such. Hundred percent. Which is why it comes down one hundred percent to it's his actual his position his standing in yep. society this yep, really yep. goes to the heart of that of and as you know i mean when the hybrid era started i mean goodness it was the opposite way around to red bull where mercedes yep. just hit the mark and hammered Eight world it championships constructors oh, world mean, championships we brought dos in any, yeah no one knew about this next minute does came in das came in and yep. makes it like yeah, uh yeah. this is insane and yes it was eventually then uh you know removed um but i mean those kind of things and you going through those seasons looking at that going exactly like red bull looking around up just i mean these guys are just unbeatable you just yep. you cannot touch them it's not possible yep. Yep. And yep. all of a sudden, this whole design of like, well, hey, we're going in a different way. We're going to zero pot it. We're going to streamline it. We're going to simulate. Yep. Oh, we're going to be a second ahead. And oh, my word. When those guys, as I say, Baku for me was the one where I was just looking at it going, I mean, this is ridiculous. Lu- Lewis, literally, it, it, it looked like someone needed a sponge to get Lewis out of the car. Like they had to like stick the sponge in the, the cockpit to like soak him up. He, he, was, totally. he was a broken man, bro. Whether he was putting it on for show or not, because he's an old man now, but uh, I'm kidding. Um, is is you know, you you talk about the the G forces. You you spoke about it earlier. Something you need to understand, and everyone listening to this needs to understand. There's as somebody that's the most G I've ever pulled is five. What a G is is a measurement of gravity. So if you take something that weighs ten kilograms at normal zero G at one G, which is what we feel every day on the Earth. At 5G, that item now weighs or feels like it weighs 50 kilograms, right? Mm-hmm. So you take a 70-kilo driver and you put 6Gs of force on him. He now weighs 420 kilograms. Correct. That is a fucking shitload of force going through. Now, body, they yeah. do that often in the cars, but mm. the head is leaning over, the, the necks are built for it, and they're able to, and it's a constant thing. The problem say. with the porpoise thing is it's 
zero G, six G, zero G, six G. So it's like, it's a pulsating and it just smashes your spine in, in ways you just don't want to know. So the, the problem obviously with Ferrari, sorry, with Mercedes was they probably had next to Ferrari the worst porpoising effect. Um, oh, with and the, it, oh, it, with it, it turned oh, out, Carla, the, the problem was um, uh, Mercedes floor at the rear was mm. not stiffened enough. Mm. So it would bend, create bend way more pressure. downward pressure, which would bottom out the car and stall the rear. Yeah. So what the guys are saying is that they're like, oh, we reinforced it, we changed the weave, therefore we won't get as much flex. And the the advantage that um, a full pod has is that it will naturally give more rigid, more rigidity to that floor, the top of the floor, mm. right? Yeah. By going the zero concept, you are giving a lot more of a, a movement arm away from the mm. body of the car to to the edge. So we said it last year, like. They need to get rid of the zero pod concept. It's not working. And the fact, like you called it, as soon as they came out of the season and they put the car up again, we're like, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, it was the first thing. I mean, I still remember when they were doing the kind of reveals. um, I think it was two years ago. You were actually part of the like Red Bull one where they did it. That was was very cool. Um, Goodness gracious, I see. Oh, I thought Charles just like had a engine failure or something. I was like, oh my gosh, he is in more than enough trouble. Please don't say that. <laughs> uh, okay, just for the sake of humanity, not even Ferrari fans. <laughs> yes. And the, and the, oh, yeah, the F1 world. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it's off topic. But um, oh, yes, we're talking about the reveal. And exactly that is, yep. I mean, as soon as they brought that car out this year and they were like looking at it, I mean, I actually felt for Lewis because I do believe what he says. I mean, the guy's been racing from, what, 2007. So it's like 16 years now he's been in. He, without a doubt, when he looks at a yep. car, can at least tell. That's why I believe yep. what he says yeah. when he says, I saw it and I immediately knew this is not the right direction type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I myself looked at it not being 16 years in the sport or even ever have driven one and was like, yeah, yeah. guys – Honestly, the reality yep. is we've got too many brainiacs that are sitting in there versus guys who actually have practical experience of how components yep. and things work. You've got these guys that are cum laude, probably Cambridge students that come out, and but the reality is that's not how it plays out on the track. And it's shown that it's not working yep. because – Based on simulations, we were going to be a second ahead. It didn't work. And then they brought it out. And I was going, I don't get why we are doing this. Like, it's the one thing of, if nothing else, going, let's rather develop the car with normal pods. And if that doesn't kind of play out, we can almost go back. Because we've already invested the money in. And we've already now worked out kind of how to work with that a bit. It more seemed like the other way around. Because when it was also released, they specifically said, I mean... Hey, we're going with the with the zeros, but we do have a sort of plan B. And you're going, but I don't get it. Why isn't that plan A? Like you yeah, then yeah, already yeah. know in space banking, like this could yeah. be a giant cock up. Why yeah, yeah. are you risking it? Because yep. you take Red Bull, you take Ferrari, the two who really did well last year. Ferrari just un- unreliable, um, as well as a fantastic Bonato. I mean, he was just a fantastic strategist. Oh, I mean, his strategies were phenomenal. But you know, you take those and they have very large side pods. And it's kind of a thing of like, 
guys, it works. I mean, look, these well, cars are absolutely take, take, flying. Take take a one for one um, uh, example, Aston Martin. The entire mm. rear half of the the entire structure of the car, the, the the suspension, the engine, the gearbox, everything for Aston Martin is directly from Mercedes. Yeah. Um, everything forward of that is Aston Martin design. So so we've been told. I mean, they do share uh, a wind tunnel, um, but there's apparently a Chinese wall between them. <laughs> we know that ain't true. Um, break ducks, anyone? Um, the thing is, like, it's it, it is unbelievable. It's it's almost that that ego that that steps in and says, "Oh, we must be right because we are Cambridge educated people that came up with DAS and uh, an, a split turbo that um, you know." So we we've been down this road and we can make this work. Correct. Sometimes it was all about. Somehow we'll get this. We sometimes, will get this going. Uh, David Chang, the um, he's the owner of Momofuku uh, restaurant in in New York. Um, mm. He's got a great great couple of TV series on on Netflix. Um, very cool chef. He has a saying within his company. He's like, any any time someone says, uh, but that's how we've always done it. They ha- everyone must stop what they're doing. They have to scrap the entire procedure and start again, because it means that there's potential that. People have just gotten used to something bad, right? Yeah. Um, there's that arrogancy of we know what we're doing. There can't be another way of doing this. Therefore, we are going to make this work. And I think right. it's a lot of that. As well as um, we're Mercedes, we made it rain for eight years. There's no doubt all we got to do is tweak this. And once we get yep. that right, we'll be back in the dominant space. And everyone and, and, even and, the laymen and supporters looked at him and were like this is not going to work yeah. people like let go of the concept rather throw yep. in the towel you know the innovation but sounded great but it didn't work let's move on yep. so I, f- I fully agree you know um you you mercedes where they dominated a lot in the last eight years was an error um mm. if if anything uh, a lot of the times i mean Majority of the time, it was that beast of an engine that they had. Uh, yeah, that Mercedes straight, engine straight was... Straight line speed was freaking oh, nature. I mean, 100%. straight line speed we owned was just phenomenal. And now you're seeing, um, I think, on the, on the speed traps, um, whilst Aston are, I think, with fifth or sixth on the speed traps, mm. they still got a third position. Um, yeah. We look here. Alonso is still in second place. Okay, it's only free practice. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, even strolls in seventh. So yeah. even though the engines maybe not punting out as much as it can, that aero package yeah. is working. It is working. Yeah. These these. these it, it just it just kind of blows my mind that they um, are in this position. And and to be fair, I think uh, Horner Horner said it best. Um, he's like Mercedes have never had to chase. They've always been chased. And yeah. I'm not saying being chased is easy. You know, when you when you're yeah. the target that everyone's going after, that's that's a lot of pressure. And they got used it's to that. A lot of pressure, yeah. And, and we, we you you see it in a couple of times for for Mercedes when um, when things don't go according to plan, they they tend to fall apart. I was a couple say, of pit stops start to show. Oh, so quickly. Like, I mean, you just look at kind of Lewis, and even though, in my opinion, he's quite composed 
simply in the sense of, I mean, it always at the end of the race when you have come fifth and it's really actually been shocking because in the end of the day, you're 51 seconds behind. Yes, I yep. mean, he now also after 16 years is aware of people are hearing, but I really do yep. believe there's authenticity in what he says around like, guys, we've got to keep on pushing and that sort of thing. But the reality is you see the cracks kind of after that, when a bit after that, he starts to bleed the information of like, I knew this car wasn't going to work. And then you yeah, start yeah. to pick up on that and Toto going, this is literally the worst day of my racing career. And, thing. and you yeah, pick yeah. up on that of like, this really is one of those positions where it's like, we're lost for words. We don't know what to do yep. with this. How do yeah, we yeah. deal with it? And I mean, yeah. that's why in the end of the day, they brought back, um, gosh, man, what's his name? Mike, uh, when they moved him over to the Ineos Sailing um, team. Oh, yes. He was the lead. Uh, um, I've forgotten his name now. I cannot yeah. forget it. But, I mean, he's the big aero guy, and they brought him in. And the sole reason to, 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 that they brought him in on was to fix the problem. Mike Elliott. Yes, there we go, Mike Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Mike Elliott. Yeah, Mike Elliott. And they Elliot. brought him back. Because, I mean, once they had hit their sort of dominance, um, I don't know why he was moved to the NEL sailing team. Um, I, I think it really was around that of like, cool, we want you to sort of move in that direction to also bring Ineos really to the new heights in there because similar concepts yep. in the end of the day. Um, but, I mean, yep. they brought him back and were like, listen, our brainiacs we got just clearly are too theoretical around it. We need someone mm. who actually has the practical experience of rolling with it yep. as well as the pressure of this. To be able to yep. just, and I mean, that also just shows you, it's, it's literally like calling in the emergency supply, like, hey, guys, emergency troops, it's time to roll in, yep. bring in the heat. Um, I mean, because it was, so, I so mean, the, oh. you, you've mentioned a few times about, about simulations and stuff like that. You, you would think that the teams would have learned by now from Virgin Racing. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Virgin's Racing's whole dynamic when they came in they're like uh we are using computational fluid dynamics we're using these mega computers that are going to design this f1 car that is just going to fucking dominate yeah. and it was an Destroyed. absolute shit show on Abortion. the track um even even 2001 with sorry 2002 with the the, the new generation of um these cars so they the um what do they call them? Uh, the Venturi Tunnel F1 cars. So where the floor generates like 75% of your down, yeah. downforce. Um, every single team all said like, yeah, it's really hard to simulate por porpoising in a wind tunnel because it just doesn't work that way. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, Nui, who's like aerodynamics kind of flow through his brain uh it's just what he's made of. i'm pretty sure the man is made out of a wind tunnel um he <laughs> he's so used he to sleeps yeah. in he sleeps in he one does. he's definitely he one at home and yeah, he yeah. sleeps <laughs> in the wind tunnel his missus sleeps in the bed he's like okay i'm gonna bed now i'll see you later after a little <laughs> after a little shagging like cool we're done i'm gonna go sleep in my wind tunnel Exactly. He he strokes it. He's got hair blowing up. <laughs> that's why he's got no hair. Fan. That's that's yeah, why he's exactly. bald. He's just going to blown off. Blown literally, <laughs> it's so not the fact he... that he has hair loss. It's blown off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, dude. So he he's gone into the the, the like, you know he saw it kind of coming. Uh, a couple other teams yeah. that didn't face Paul Pissing purely because they just weren't fast enough. 
Um, mm. But it is it, it just it just screams that you know these guys they do obviously computers are going to do a lot more stuff. I get it. Mm-hmm. And obviously wind tunnels are going to do a whole bunch of other stuff. But you hit the nail on the head. The practical impl- the practical application of knowledge is oftentimes you, you look in any profession from the law mm-hmm. to engineering what is written in a textbook and what actually happens of two very different animals two different concepts, yeah. you know and my thing is and i'm no i'm no technician so i mean i literally i have a theory i don't know and if any engineers who end up listening to this are maybe like no but you've got it totally right like you're smoking some crack <laughs> that is definitely weed in there um yeah but i i do have a theory around you can only really create simulations once you've put the car in the track and run it as in you can't reverse it because the whole basis of creating the simulation is you have something to work from you know yep. what the car's going to do and therefore you can create a simulation. you can't create the simulation of the car before because yep. as you say is there's unknown factors that you're unaware yep. of and therefore yep. your simulations are totally based on as you say it's just yep. Total theory. Yep, this is going to yep. work because of that. But they're those yep. small things of, well, this together with that creates then the porpoising problem. So all of a sudden, the simulations are totally on the head. Because like I say, I mean, when it, when it started, it was we're going to be a second ahead. We were one and a half behind and all over the place. I mean, it yep. was an absolute dog show, which just showed it, it, it doesn't yep. work. Later, once you've got the car up and the simulations become more accurate, you can work with them. But in the beginning, it doesn't work that way. And that's one of my biggest issues I have right now with it, as I've mm. said, is is just too many brainiacs working on this theoretical idea of it and implementing simulations versus the practical side. And so I'm really glad that Elliot's come back to to hopefully just bring that element back. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to change everything, but I'm just saying I really think you need someone who on a ground level understands yeah. it and just lifts that spirit as well of, you know, Guys, we can get this right. You know, it's going to take yeah. a bit of time. We've got to we've got to accept that. But there there is an answer, and I have no doubt we'll find it. Versus, I can tell you now, those brainiacs are sitting there going like, uh, "We actually don't know what to do now. Like, uh, yeah. we are in some deep shit. Like, this is quite intense." And in action, in action is is probably the biggest biggest like um, killer of confidence than anything else in this world, Absolutely. right? If you have a team that just, you know, or a driver like Lewis, who sees it, sees something, isn't everything's being done to address the problem. Uh, I mean, he's a realistic guy. You know, he, like you said, he's been in the sport for 16 years. Something I'd like to point out though, is he's probably one of the only drivers in recent history that I know of that started in a top tier team. He never, like Max started in AlphaTauri or then Toro Rosso. Um, Seb, I think he got his, his big break in Williams. Um, you know, so it's like these guys have come up through, through the ranks within F1, smaller F1 teams or sister companies for bigger teams, right? He came in, asked the butter and proved himself from day one. You know, no one can take him, take that away from him. But as, as a, as a team, as a, a driver who, who's, who's putting their lives on the line, you, you want to make sure you want to see that people that your your team and your principals are doing absolutely everything they can to to fix a problem and so i yeah. think it, it was it was critical for mercedes and the the 
the mental fortitude, if you will, of the entire team to see, oh shit, we brought Mike back. We're doing this, we're doing that. We we've made this statement. Um, you know, we we're seeing it in the factory floor and yeah. So that yeah, and dude. I, I um, mean you touched on it now, but is is that 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 letter to fans, I mean, that spoke huge volumes, the open letter that Mercedes wrote to their fans, because they actually realized just how in dire straits also meaning there's just this amongst Mercedes, Mercedes fans, everyone is just this total downer. And I must say, yep. is I really do feel for Lewis in that sense, is as, uh, I mean, and I understand it because I read articles on it, and I do believe it as just because he is that kind of dedicated guy. I mean, God, he doesn't even have a girlfriend. He hasn't had one in like five years because all he does is race. And while well, he had Angela too, maybe he'll change things now. Who knows? Um, Here we go. But uh, I have absolutely, I, I totally believe is what he said which is like the month leading up to it he literally sat in that like factory for 12 hours a day working through with guys and things and i yep. mean you then go through it and i've no doubt in his head he's got these doubts going but he's going i'm gonna back my team like i'm gonna uh, these guys yeah, got it and yeah. they're gonna make it rain and you could hear after the first day's practice of bar rain i have never heard him so deflated in my life where he was just yep. like I, I actually i i, I I don't know what to say. Like, as in it's, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you just felt that absolute like desperation of just this is actually frightening. When it happened with the first year of the regs and everything, hey, they were still kind of up there, kind of working hard, but they had problems. And hey, we'll resolve mm -hmm. the issues and get up there. And as they did, they did get up there. Whereas yeah, this yeah. is, well, now the regs have changed. We've got an idea of where it is. Now we need to build on it. And it's like, well, we have literally gone backwards. Um, yeah, yeah, and I don't know that that, as you say, is you know when you always the one being chased and you become the chaser. When you then fail at it, and the next year you fail <laughs> at it even more, it really becomes tough because then the pressure cooker really kicks in. And I mean, you can yeah. see it through Toto. I mean, he has been very, very transparent of <laughs> this is the worst part of my life of racing I've ever been through. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and we're gonna throw all at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 tough times, but at the same so, time, I mean, this is this is where it's all about. Hey? It's like yeah. resilience. It's 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 this is where your character shines. And that concludes this episode of the Obehave podcast. Don't forget, there will be a part two of this conversation with Carlo and myself dropping uh, at a later stage. Don't forget to subscribe to the Spotify channel or Apple Podcasts or any podcast stations that you use, use to listen to this. Uh, I promise you the second half is just as good, just as entertaining, and uh, we get into it quite a bit. Anyway, thanks a lot to Carlo for this, and I hope to see you guys soon. Take care now. Bye-bye then.